Blog Talk Radio. Hi, welcome to Home Green Homes Podcast. This is Izumi Tanaka. I am the green realtor and the lead green associate in Los Angeles. And I am also the host of this show. Today I have Audrey Sato. Audrey is a licensed architect in the state of California and principal at Sato Architects, Inc. Audrey has specialized in residential design since 2008 and founded Sato Architects in, in 2010. And she is a lead accredited professional and has a commitment to green building design. She gained an appreciation for the beauty of nature and the importance of the community while growing in Honolulu. In addition, she has experienced working with historic properties, having worked on homes originally designed by Lloyd Wright and Gregory Ein. Both of them are my favorite. Audrey has a commitment to education and advancement of the architectural profession. She has served as a lecturer in the architectural department at Cal Poly Pomona for five years and is currently the host at the, oh, I forgot to ask you how to say this, uh, 20 LA Architects Podcast and President of Association for Women in Architecture and Design. Uh, through the endeavors, Audrey actively advocates for equity and diversity in the field of architecture. So thank you for joining me, Audrey for my podcast, and I really appreciate your time. Maybe you can, uh, the first thing I want to clarify is you have <laughs> XXLA Architect Podcast. How, how are you, how do you say yeah, that? Yeah, that's right. Thanks for having me, Zumi. Yes, the, um, the, the pronunciation is correct. It's XXLA Architect Podcast, and okay. it's named because of um, 2X chromosomes for, for women, basically. Oh, I love it. Was that. And then LA is LA. I love it. Well, so I I asked you to um talk with me on my podcast because because of your uh, passion for green homes and I'm really interested in your experience and knowledge about green building design. So, um you grew up in Hawaii, so it makes sense that you're in really in tune with nature and I really appreciate your commitment to green building as a lead accredited professional. Um, so who are your clients that seek your service as a lead AP architect? Uh, do you think that your um, accreditation differentiates you from other architects who might be looking for a uh, uh, That's an interesting question um, because I think a lot of my clients appreciate that I am knowledgeable about sustainability and they want to be building a home that's healthier and um, better for the environment, but they're not mm-hmm. necessarily looking for any type of lead certification or um, plaque or any any type of um, official award about it because they, mm. they don't really care about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know, they do want me to, yeah, they do want some help in terms of, okay, like, you know, if, if I want a, a bright room that doesn't have glare, you know, I, I'm mm. knowledgeable about that or what materials mm-hmm. are out there that have a 
um, lesser impact on the environment or mm. in an opposite way, what's going to be the most durable so I don't have to replace mm-hmm. it in five years. Right, right. So so you um, your accreditation as lead AP is um, not, you're not using that as sort of a, a um, what would you say, signage <laughs> to attract necessarily uh, people who might be looking for um, green designed homes? Well, I think that it is important um, that they, what's interesting and what's really great is that people know mm-hmm. what that is. Um, mm, like a layperson that knows good what that know. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so someone will call me and say, you know, I was impressed that you have this pee, but mm-hmm. they're not mm-hmm. hiring me specifically to get uh, any see. type of certification. Yeah. Right. So they're, they're right. interested so, in using that knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ultimately, it comes down to your skill and talent and your taste and and your personality. I think you have a you know, very personable, likable personality, and I'm sure you people appreciate that. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so um, you did a, a remodel project in Mar Vista um, mm-hmm. to, like, sus- you call that sustainable remodel. I was particularly mm-hmm. intrigued um, to read about it, in, in, and I think on your website it said that it was a low-budget project, so um, mm-hmm. that's 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 a really um, high interest uh, point for me. What were the goals that you wanted to achieve um, in this remodel? And maybe you yeah, can tell me so, more, a little bit about that project. Mm-hmm. So that uh, it was actually my own home. <laughs> mm, um, okay. I, I, we we bought it at the uh, tail end of the recession. And mm-hmm. um, it was a teardown back when nobody was um, was buying those as as much. Mm-hmm. Like it sat on the market for over ninety days, which now is unheard mm-hmm. of. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was in really it was not in good shape. Um, mm-hmm. It was not particularly attractive, and mm-hmm. uh, we we bought it. Uh, my husband even was questioning. <laughs> You know, this no. is not a, an attractive home. Are you sure you can do something with it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I saw a lot of potential there. Um, so being, mm-hmm. you know, a young couple, we did have a very limited budget. And mm-hmm. um, and and with my dedication to sustainability, I wanted to make sure that I could integrate um, some of those principles and not mm-hmm. um, just look at everything from a cost perspective. Um, Mm -hmm. So to me, it made sense to spend money where I could on certain Mm -hmm. features. Um, And it also, um, you know, being in California and Los Angeles, I, the, the, the the easiest way to spend a lot of money is to um, have to pay for a lot of labor. So, yeah. Um, my initial plans for the remodel had uh, a little entry space. Um, I'm Japanese American and we take our shoes off when we enter the home. Mm-hmm. And I wanted mm-hmm. to have this kind of space in, in my home. That mm-hmm. was one of the very first things to get 
slashed out of the project um, mm-hmm. in terms of just trying to stay on budget. Um, but, you know, there, there are trade-offs that in the long run I realize, too, that if you spend more, for example, on a efficient heating system and mm-hmm. insulating the house right up front, um, in the long run there's going to be a lot of, um, you know, cost savings. So right. there are places where, yeah, I really wanted to spend money, even if we didn't really have to, you know, replace an inefficient wall heater, things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then there were certain materials, too, that I specified that were um, sustainable because of their rapidly renewable um, properties. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and then I just, I did a lot of the labor myself uh, in order to get oh, yes. it down. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I was, you know, I, the demo crew. I was the painting crew. I was the general <laughs> contractor. It right, was one of the right. most stressful times in my life, I think. And mm. I don't recommend that to everyone. How long was the process? Uh, we, we, so that was another thing. Um, I was highly motivated to work quickly. <laughs> so <Yes. laughs> I think, yeah. uh, we were, you know, we closed in May and we moved in in like September, um, with a, a whole gut remodel and, you know, a very small addition. Um, it, it was, uh, you know, and I walked to the job site every day. I was living in an apartment right. um, in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was there so, every day. So you, um, you closed in May and you you moved in fully by September. That's four months, right? Mm-hmm. About four months. So you completed mm-hmm. the project and then moved in, so you, you weren't living in the construction zone. Right. It was right. Um, yeah, it was uh, not safe to live there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, but that's, this sounds like my dream project. But um, I think that that really, uh, this is a testament of your talent and skills and knowledge, you know, because you knew that, you know, you could do it, you were able to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm, I'm really impressed. But, you know, can you, can you, um, share some of the materials that that you chose in terms of the floor or windows or, you know, anything that you had to choose between different materials so that are available from the standpoint mm-hmm. of sustainability and budget? Sure, yeah. So um, the windows, we replaced all of the old um, windows that were single pane with dual pane um, clad windows. They're wood on the inside mm-hmm. and um, clad on the outside for um, durability reasons. Um, I, I wanted to go with the clad windows and um, for aesthetic reasons, I just didn't want to go with vinyl, even though I know they're more, mm-hmm. um, they perform a little bit better in terms of the, mm-hmm. the energy performance. Um, mm-hmm. I So that was one area where we decided to spend the money because in the long run it would make a huge impact. Um, right. We, yeah, we also um, used a rapidly renewable 
material for the flooring. So in the bedrooms, I used um, a cork flooring, and in the rest of the house, besides the bathroom and kitchen, I used a bamboo strand woven flooring that was made in the U.S. Um, and um, I think one of the other materials that I know you're interested in is the Kiray board, and that was um, right. Yeah, that was one area where I, I spent a little more money. And I actually mm. drove down to the supplier and <laughs> picked it up in oh, the really? Honda Accord wow. <laughs> at the uh-huh. time and, and drove it back up um, just because I really wanted to use it. And uh, mm-hmm. and so to me, I thought that the, the use of these rapidly renewable products would make a big difference mm-hmm. in terms of yeah. not taking – you know, old growth or um, floor growth resources. Um, sure. And they're they're really attractive. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. They're very, very pretty. And so is Kiraybold. Um, I I kind of uh, looked up a little bit, and Kirei means pretty in Japanese. Mm-hmm. And you use them on the, um, is that like a back slash or the, where you have your, um, uh, is that did you use it in the kitchen yeah, or between, uh, bar? It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's between the bar, like on the living room side and the kitchen. So mm-hmm. it's um, mm-hmm. where someone might like kick their feet on the wall. Right. Um, right. Yeah, but it's not exposed to water. I see. I see. And yeah. what is Kiray board made of? Do you know? Yeah, it's a sorghum, um, <laughs> which I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what that is, but um, it's it's from the leftovers of a sorghum plant, and oh, so yeah. my uh-huh. yeah, my my um, to my very small knowledge, I think it, it's just that it's a rapidly renewable, um, sort of mm-hmm. rapidly growing plant, and then mm-hmm. it's also made mm-hmm. from the. Um, leftovers from processing um i see and so it's kind of like um it it feels very much like a plywood actually um i see it comes in a big sheet and mm-hmm. um it's really attractive without having to do a lot to it and it's easy to use mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know the, the contractors aren't afraid to to use it Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's unfamiliar. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, well, and it, it's held mm-hmm. up really well. Wow. That's great. Um, I, I mean, I saw the pictures on your website and it really looks nice. So I, oh, I was very, you. yeah, I was really interested. So, but you just said something interesting that contractors were not afraid. <laughs> And so right. is that your, is, is that your uh, observation from your uh, other projects that our contractors are not um, up to date with all the sustainable material? Is what, what, what will make the contractors afraid? And what, what, are the, what are the things that they might not be comfortable um, handling? Um, well, I think that, you know, when they see a new product, um, mm-hmm. if they don't know how it's going to perform, especially if um, they have to cut it and, mm. and it's very expensive, um, I you know, see. 
a contractor might be worried about what kind of tools, if they have to mm-hmm. buy new tools mm-hmm. for it, or if um, it's going to break when they do cut it, then they'll, they'll yeah. be liable to replace it. And so right. I think those are the kinds of concerns that, um, understandably, I think that a contractor, if they're using something that seems um, questionable to them, they might charge more. To, to do oh, that work. I see. I see. Well, it sounds like it, it kind of falls on the manufacturer or suppliers, and like to mm-hmm. if they if they want to sell more of their products, they should be providing some kind of a training or at least some kind of support so that the 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 people who are going to be actually installing them are not intimidated by them, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that a lot of times we'll see that now with um, mm-hmm. newer materials. If, you know, if a company is doing something very different, they, mm-hmm. when they do their, their lunch and learn presentations to architects, they will mm, talk see. about that, how they have training programs mm-hmm. or, you know, licensed mm-hmm. people that um, have experience. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's, it's, um, it's a vital part of it, and I think a lot mm-hmm. of the smart companies are are getting mm-hmm. contractors trained. Yeah, yeah, and as a you know as a principles of uh, lead, I mean it's really ideal for uh, all the parties, the designer, architects like yourself, and contractors to you know like start working together from the beginning so that you guys are all in communication of what's being done and, and the contractors mm-hmm. contractors can kind of anticipate if there's anything new that they need to learn or they need to to uh, be aware of. That way you won't be wasting too much time like trying to figure out like you know yeah. uh, <laughs> eliminate the learning curve. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, I yeah, think those, definitely right yeah, yeah. I mean, I I keep hearing that those are the kind of challenges that that uh, you know projects who want to you know that want to be green may encounter. And um, right. do you have? I mean, your home was uh, how old? Uh, well, it was built in the early fifties, and okay. um, not that much had been done to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't in great shape either. Like it wasn't like I could save original floors or anything like mm-hmm. that. It was, um, mm-hmm. not in good shape. Um, but that does, that does bring me to another point, which is, um, that in remodeling a home and not just tearing it down, um, right. you know, that's another way that we are reusing what we have mm-hmm. um because there's a lot of embodied energy there and there's a lot of dumping that happens with mm-hmm. complete demolitions um mm-hmm. so in kind of managing the the um, construction and and actually being the demo crew <laughs> my right. and i were were you know did a lot of the demo work or the what we could anyway we were able mm-hmm. to salvage a lot of materials and you know put them aside and call habitat for humanity um or just like make sure that you know if we were taking down um oh like here's another example we had to um demo some 
some concrete uh, paving and mm-hmm. I didn't want to dump it all. So I kept mm-hmm. the large chunks and kind of repurposed it into these spaced walkways. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah. So I think those are like some strategies that we use mm-hmm. to just try to not dump things as much as possible, but mm-hmm. you know, there's still a huge amount of waste that happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you mentioned Habitat Humanity. Um, so how um, I know about it, but they come and you can, you can give what kind of materials would they take? Like I know they can take like ca- uh, cabinetry. Um, mm-hmm. Would they even take flooring or windows? What, what do they take? Um, I, well, it's probably a case by case basis, um, but they mm-hmm. did take, um, all of our cabinetry, they took uh, all of the doors, um, they took some appliances, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was a while ago. I think they took away the water heater tank. We were, um, oh, wow. we were going to a tankless system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and it, I mean, when they, you know, they evaluate it because they don't take everything, <laughs> right, and then the things that they don't take um what we found too is that there's a lot of the like um scavenger uh people who are looking for metal or things mm. to recycle, mm-hmm. and they yeah, if you just leave it um like on the curb, it'll be gone within mm-hmm. the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but at least somebody's using them for uh-huh. something I I think it's a lot better than going to the landfill yeah for sure yeah yeah so what would be your dream project as an architect and someone who's committed to green building design yeah um, I think you know for me a lot of my um, I get a lot of meaning and satisfaction from working with people who I really uh, connect with and, and um, I feel like we have a strong relationship and set of goals, common goals. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think um, for me, a lot of times it's about having a great client and also the mm-hmm. being able to work with a team that I, that where there's a lot of mutual respect mm-hmm. Um so that's a big piece of any sort of dream project. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that said, um, I know I work a lot in single family homes, but I also mm-hmm. at some point really feel strongly about the the housing crisis and mm-hmm. um, would love to work on projects where I can help bring more affordability um, mm-hmm. at a larger scale. Yeah. Um, yeah, so some of that, I mean, um, for example, I've worked on taking a two-unit apartment building and uh, on that site creating a four-unit apartment building um, oh, wow. or on um, single-family lots building ADUs. And I think mm-hmm. that those are all really encouraging steps to me in terms of mm-hmm. what can we do just to right. increase housing stock. Yeah, especially in LA, we have. I mean, it's it's 
it seems like there are so many b- buildings being built, but mm-hmm. the affordability part, you know, the, the, the amount of supply, I think, is obviously increasing, but I don't know if the affordability part is increasing, you know, <laughs> to be honest, especially on the West Side. I think there are so many um, millennials that are uh, in tech industry, and uh, it, it seems to me that my sort of non-professional perception, you know, I can put on my other hat, but it's, it, I think I love the idea of working and having projects that really support the community and equity, you know, equitable mm-hmm. community, you know, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, you know, I think we all want, we we don't want homeless people in our communities. Mm-hmm. Like we, we mm-hmm. not in like a NIMBY way, but like um, we all want people to have basic um, sort of yeah. quality of living. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's just maybe facing that reality of the next steps we have to take. And um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I it, agree. everyone kind of has to play a part in that. Yeah, I agree. I would love to work with you on some projects. I, you know, um, I would be all for uh, creating some affordable units, you know, so people can have the, the basic needs met. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, thank you so much <laughs> for your time. I, I really enjoy talking to you, and, and um, I think we share uh, like a really uh, a profound passion for um, creating some sustainable world. Yeah. So, yeah, I really and, admire, too, that you're doing that from the real mm, estate side. Thank you. So if somebody wants to... Uh, uh, to work with you, how can we all find you? Okay, so um, my <laughs> let's see, my website <laughs> satoarchitects.com, um, or you know you can find me on House if you're um, on that platform as well, um, mm-hmm. or uh, you know Instagram or Facebook. I, I think my my um, handle is Audrey Sato Designs. Okay. Yeah, so you could find me there as well. We can all connect with Audrey. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I hope hope, um, you would have some really fantastic projects on the way, and and I hope I will be one of them. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Zumi. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much, Audrey, and... um, I look forward to seeing you and working with you again. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Uh, This was home green home podcast. I am Izumi Tanaka. I'm a green realtor and green uh, Lee green associate. You can find me at homegreenhomes.com. Thank you so much for listening and until next time. Thank you. Bye Audrey. Bye.